Hello, friends. I really gotta stop singing. Um, you know what? <sighs> okay. So the po- <laughs> the podcast coming up is going to be fantastic. It is uh, with Eleanor Kerrigan, who I kind of like pined after in like a like not in a non creepy way. I mean, I know I can tend to be creepy, but I all right. Well, maybe it is creepy because I just had pined uh, after because. She's a she's a comedian that like I she was she's not my friend but like I just think she's hilarious and I think she's probably one of my favorite female comedians of all time. And uh, we we work the same clubs a lot and I've seen her perform a bunch of times and we've been on the same shows. Additionally, she's also been uh incredibly nice to me. She's um uh, um a little bit older than me. Uh she had a long career, not a long career. Well, well, I guess we hear it on the podcast because she started comedy later in life. And Eleanor by me saying you're older is not a slam because you're gorgeous. She's and she's also just fucking beautiful too. Anyways, she so I guess I like I idolized her a little bit because I think she's so funny and we'd be on the same shows together and all that. And she was also always so nice to me. Anyways, you're gonna love this podcast. I resonate with her a lot. She's um she's uh she has the same sort of like funny but like grumpy personality that I do except for I'm actually kind of positive as well. Um, she's Irish, full Irish, and she comes from a huge Irish Catholic family, which I also re- resonate with because my dad um, my dad was raised Irish Catholic and he has like 100 siblings. Anyways, it's going to be a great podcast. Um, but before we get into the podcast, I have to tell you that this morning I did something that I'm not proud of. So this morning I woke up, I was like, ah, I'm going to do some work, but I was really tired, I was still in bed, and then my neighbor started blending whatever the hell they were blending at I don't know let's go with 6 45 a.m and you know I perhaps I was enraged and uh, I did something that I'm not proud of that I need to admit um in high school I used to play the flute well and I used that term loosely it was more just like there were really no um in my like small town there were options of like activities that were not actual schooling that you could do were basically like you could choose from like two sports, be in the band, and oh, there was choir. Yeah, I guess that's about it. There must have been something else, but maybe like some sort of like book club. I don't know. Anyways, so I played the flute. Not well. Uh, and I, for whatever reason, when I moved to LA, I brought my flute with me. And so this morning... Uh, as a way to get back at my neighbors, I decided to, um, you know, make magic happen. And that's me without like my hands on the keys because it's hard to hold a microphone and play the flute. I mean, I'm kind of doing it. So I, um, I, it was inhumane. I, uh, I brought the flute out after a long time. Then I was also never good at it. And I attempted to play a song. And I feel guilty now because I feel like I took it too far. They just blended for about 45 seconds. I played the flute for, I'm going to go with a solid two minutes and terribly. And I just feel like that's like the waterboarding of getting back at your neighbors. And I feel guilty. Really, I do. And so while I wrote them a note, and I put it on their door. It just said, I'm sorry. And I hope that they know 
Well, I hope, first of all, I hope that they don't think it was me playing the flute. I hope like one of the other people in the apartment building, they think it is. But then I also hope that they think whoever that person is, is a good person because they put an I'm sorry note on their door. Anyways. Um, all right. I want to give you show dates real quick. Uh, show dates, show dates. Okay. Uh, oh, also. Okay. Sorry. I get real hyper in the morning. Um, and I've had no coffee. This is just me on just life adrenaline. Um, okay, so show dates. Uh, I will be at the Hollywood Laugh Factory on March 8th. Uh, you can buy tickets online. It's the Pretty Funny Women show uh, for with Lisa Sunstead, who basically started my comedy career by, you know, teaching me to be funny in a, in a class of amazing women. Uh, so that's March 8th in L.A. Uh, and then on March 9th, I fly to Austin, but my show is not till March 10th. I'm doing a show in Austin, Texas, Texas at the Fourth Tap Brewing Co. Get your tickets. Uh, actually, no, you get your tickets at the door, I think. Yeah, because it's a charity. Sorry. Uh, March 10th at Fourth Tap Brewing Co. in Austin, Texas. I'm per- most likely doing some sort of live podcast when I'm in Austin. Not totally sure. And then April. I don't have the dates yet, but if you follow me on Instagram or go to my website, rachelobriancomedy.com, you will see them when I finalize it. Uh, and Instagram is Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. I will be in Charleston and Greenville doing either stand-up or a live podcast. I haven't decided, but I'm booking them now. So I hope to I hope to meet you guys. And that will be like April 21 through 26 or just around then. Or maybe April 19th through, I don't know within those dates. And so it'd be so awesome if you guys came out. I'd love to meet you. I actually even plan to bring up um, audience members on stage. I have a little format I want to do. It won't involve the flute, I promise. And um, yeah, I hope you guys come out. Anyways, without further ado, the lovely and very funny Eleanor Kerrigan. Thank you for doing this, Eleanor Kerrigan. Thank you. Did I sell Eleanor right and Kerrigan right? Eleanor Kerrigan, yeah. I have a hard time pronouncing words and names Especially sometimes. elderly names like Eleanor. No, it's just something, I know it's with any name that is like slightly confusing to me. I'm just like, did I fuck that up? Oh yeah. I think it's just a paranoia thing. There's a young comic that I like a lot and her name is tough. And I always, what every time it? I say it, I'm like, oh, did I do Take it Take a right? stab at it because I'm curious. Calaviv. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even attempt to take a stab at that. I would Dude, just be like, yeah, she's it's awesome. a, starts a name that starts with a P. <laughs> she's she sounds awesome. awesome, and she's smart. She's an engineer. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, whatever. It's like that name though. Every time I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> she's the sweetest girl. I'm like, I hope I didn't mess it up. That's actually something I I noticed about you that well at least one time that's. So I used to watch you, and I was like, God, she's so fucking funny. And then uh, we did a show together at Molly Malone's, and oh, yeah. you were so nice to me. I got off stage, and you told me I did a good job, and I was like, oh, she's like one of those nice female comics. Like, oh. And I was like so excited to, to hear that. It should just be nice comic, because sometimes comics are mean to well, other yeah, comics. Well, yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, I guess Yeah, I guess it is just nice comic, and, yeah. But uh, females are mean to other females, I guess. I just, I don't see that. I'm yeah. Like a, uh, let me rephrase that. I don't do that. Yeah. I guess because I've been in the comedy world so long. Yeah. That it just it's just all one and I've watched them all be really pretty evil to one another. Yeah, I Some guess it, I guess you're right. It is both men and women. So are you I read that you're uh, Irish cat. Like are you full Irish? Are you like half No, we're Italian? all we're 100%. My okay. dad's Irish, my mom's Irish. That's cool. Uh, my, I think my dad I mean, I'm sorry, my mom's side, my grandpa, she said he might have a spot of English. And I mm-hmm. go, don't bring that up, man. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, I, I think I'm too things. Irish to acknowledge them. 
right now. Oh, th- okay, this <laughs> it's would too ex- soon. This would maybe explain what you were talking about, or this would maybe explain the oh, full was anger. I shitting on the English? No, no. Oh, okay, I, I do that because I'm half Italian, half Irish, and I we That's were a double negative. Yeah, so we were just <laughs> talking about uh, uh, basically. Right, I'm talking to my listeners now. Right before she came in, we were talking about like how we both have like a little bit of like. Well, she's saying she's full angry, and I oh, think yeah, that full might full. because of the be the full Irish. I think I have like some Irish anger and toughness, but also I'm like, but I also like food a lot, right. and like that there makes me happy because <laughs> that's Italian. Your dad's uh, Irish, mm-hmm. nice, and he's tough as nails. Of course, mm-hmm. they pro- he probably eats them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your upbringing. Uh, I grew up in South Philly. Uh, Eagles are in the Super Bowl. It's very exciting right now. Oh, so yeah. my neighborhood's a Congratulations. mess. Congratulations. Um, well, I didn't do are it. Are you into it? I am very extremely okay. into sports. Um, uh, but anyway, but my mom, we live like a mile and a half from the stadium. Mm-hmm. So the neighborhood's a mess right now. As whereas there, people went you crazy. Live a mile and a half from the stadium. Yeah. What the? And it's funny because they're like, "Oh, these South Philly kids are wild." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't blame the South Philly kids. We're just outside of the." Th- we we live yeah. near Vet Stadium. We can't afford tickets to the game. <laughs> None of us go to the game. Yeah. You know what we do? We sell t-shirts, bootleg t-shirts outside. That's what we do. But yeah, we don't, rob don't the rich know if kids. Don't you live near an airport or like a stadium? <laughs> it's probably that it's you can't not. access this. <laughs> so when everybody was on Broad Street, all the kids from South Philly came out, of course, to celebrate. Yeah. But they watched it on TV. They weren't. <laughs> like nobody was. At the game, you were just tailgating in your backyard. <laughs> they're like all this, like, like let's go rob these rich kids that are in our neighborhood. But they're not, it's it's just a funny thing. Like I uh, I found out that people in the suburbs didn't have money, and mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, what are you doing out here then? Yeah, yeah why'd you waste your money? Yeah, why'd what you waste you your money out there? <laughs> but now, like, it's so weird with the hipsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, because my mom still owns the house we grew up in uh-huh. the, in South Philly, and everybody either lives up the street or around the corner. You know, nobody moved mm-hmm. to, we have three siblings that live in the suburbs. Okay. And that's how I found out that people in the suburbs don't have money. <laughs> I was like, oh, you could just waste all your money on this house so you have space. And then the kids can go to a nice public school. Whereas like our neighborhood, we had to go to Catholic school because the public schools were so bad. And so we didn't spend a lot on the house mm-hmm. and we didn't have a lot of room, obviously, yeah. in a three, two and a half bedroom uh, row home. Wait, wait, wait. One explain how many siblings I have nine have? brothers and sisters. You guys lived in a two bedroom home. It's it's a three and a half. They call that one room uh-huh. uh, a bedroom. And okay. no, no, that's a glorified closet. But yes. They say, they'll say three bedrooms, but it's the smallest middle room you've ever seen. Do you know why that's so hard for me to comprehend? Because, so I didn't, because I grew up, uh, we didn't grow up Catholic. My dad was raised Catholic. I mean, I guess I'm like kind of Catholic, but like. Do you have to do all the sacraments? Well, my my grandma, the one I told you about that's not feeling so well, she did baptize me in my sleep because she was worried that I may not end up being Catholic. Old school. Yeah, 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 I was like three and then admitted it to me when like 10 years later when we were camping. (laughs) And I was like, you don't get to baptize someone in their sleep, grandma. That's weird (laughs) as fuck. But uh, It's amazing. So my dad has like seven, eight siblings. There's eight of them total. But we're from a small town, so they could afford a big house. So they oh, would share a bunch of room. So because real estate's not real expensive in a small town, but I'm right. now realizing in a city. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hey, like if you're in the city, it's got to be he- well now, crazy expensive. My mom's row home. Mm-hmm. They're offering her like 
250000 for it. Jesus. 300000 And I'm like, what? Is she going to move or stay there? Hell no. Yeah. My mom. Because we'll that's, that's, that's that only going to go up. She's going to yeah, hold no, no, on. No, no, yeah. No, no. Uh, She's going to make it so she can divvy that up between all of you guys when she she, she came in on a wedding dress uh-huh. in that house and she'll Aww. leave with a tag on her toe. I'm like, that's a damn shame. But okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> it's a morbid Irish thinking. Yeah, you're like, maybe you don't say that to your kid. But <laughs> no, right. no, she says it to everyone. <laughs> It's <laughs> really funny. She, she doesn't hold back. But yeah, so um, it was fun though growing up, I guess, like that. I mean, a lot of times people are like, oh, when you go home, do you stay in your old room? I'm like, I never had a room. <laughs> had my yeah, so what room. was the sleeping arrangement? The, what happened was, I guess, after my mom and dad used to sleep in the front room because uh-huh. it was bigger. And then the boys would sleep in the back room because there's six boys and three, uh, uh, four girls. Uh-huh. And so... Um, the boys were sleeping in the back room, but when the my mom got down to the bottom four kids, it uh-huh. was like, okay, we have to rearrange this because it's too many boys in that little back room back yeah. there. So her and my dad moved to the back room and moved the boys to the front room. So she had a triple bunk bed, uh, a double bunk bed, and a single bed in there. And then my sisters my mom loved like like girly things mm-hmm. she was so in that little glorified room closet thing they call yeah she had a canopy bed in there and i'm like mom <laughs> you could barely well, you got, open yeah, the door you gotta go ikea with this shit Dude, when you, when you, no, when you're trying to save, i know but when you're saving space you gotta go minimalistic I know, and she i'm telling you she would, if IKEA. she saw a swede she'd punch him in the face <laughs> just because of ikea i'm serious like it bothers her because ikea never stays together oh i know it's horrible and when you got animalistic children who are just bouncing around mm-hmm. uncontrollably we break things quick yeah. so she uh but so what she, was the purpose of the candy? What did she tell her? Well, I don't know. Well, she, was it was girly. It was oh. her daughters. Were she had two? She had a boy and two girls. Uh-huh. Like the top four are a boy, two girls, and a boy. You know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. like, oh, okay, we have four kids, and then there's a gap between yeah. Jimmy and Johnny, like two and a half years, by the way, and we're only fifteen years apart from eldest to youngest. Wow. Yeah, that's frightening if you think about it's it. Just such like, the Irish lady, Catholic thing. You gotta. You gotta calm down, like. But so, why did they do it? I don't know. My dad wanted twelve, and then after twelve, he was. I mean, after ten, he was like, "Yeah, this was a mistake," and he left. <laughs> he was like, "This is a lot." So it's weird. Is that's exactly what happened with my dad's dad? <laughs> He's like, you know, yeah. I might have overthought this. I think, yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, I can't handle this. Yeah. So he left. <laughs> maybe took on too much. But like, pe- I love I, that men can just leave. Though, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm like my dad people i'm still close with him and mm-hmm. people like get mad at me and i'm like look man my house was crowded yeah when he left we were like oh good that guy's an asshole and now we have a little more room yeah so. do you still talk to him every day not okay. every day but yeah a lot so you don't care anymore. i, I talk to my mom anymore. yeah as much uh, every, almost every day yeah my dad um i call as often as I can. I mean, he doesn't, he's not like a talker and a, yeah, but I make an effort to, yeah, you gotta do that. We used to be a lot closer. I feel like, um, but he, he it's weird. Like his, this, he got into a weird car accident, mm-hmm. a bad car accident, I should say. And uh, like, he just all of a sudden got sicker mm-hmm. 
and but he's not sick he's like 82 mm-hmm. he's just getting old yeah and so um they moved away they sold their house in south yeah. philly and they live in uh rehoboth beach uh-huh. in delaware oh and so did so, he get remarried yeah he's been with they? that same oh, okay. woman that he left my mom for yeah and um so he uh she they moved to the um out to delaware and so we never see them yeah but when i would go home i would always go see my dad Mm -hmm. and i would stay at my mom's of course yeah and then i would go see my dad because me and my mom are like sister like we're tight tight so it's just weird that i don't get to go do that anymore and so the past like i'd say two years it's been odd like i I probably have seen him twice in two years whereas i used to see him wait because he's just further away now he's two and a half hours away two hours away in delaware so it's like it's not i got a big family yeah you when you go home you got to see all of them yeah Yeah. and and if you're in south philly it's easy i could walk to your house i could do this but Mm -hmm. to to take a day yeah to go two hours go you know spend a few and then drive back it's takes away from yeah you know, it's true yeah all my other brothers and sisters that are there i got nieces and nephews yeah you know i got a nephew that plays for the minnesota twins so he's only in town oh, like so on off seasons you know yeah. what i mean so it's like everybody's doing their thing the kids are growing up mm-hmm. and the family's just gotten a lot bigger so yeah it's hard even my nephew sean he lives in ohio it's hard to see yeah i i get that because i have uh i mean it's again it's a slightly different situation but like there's ha- i have cousins that I because for my dad's side of the family because then they all spawned or whatever. Yeah. I have cousins that I haven't talked to in years. Like I wouldn't even. I'm not even sure there's some that I would recognize on the street if I just ran into them. That's funny. See, that's yeah. the good thing about, and I, I don't love it, but I I like it about this mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, like it's not. I don't. I hate social media, but yeah. I like it for things like that. Uh-huh. Like I can see my cousins because my mom's sister had ten kids too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. my god <laughs> my poor grandma my grandma was an orphan seriously orphaned by the age of 12 uh-huh. and then met my pop-up and um married him when she was six 17 or uh-huh. 18 something around there and she, they had four kids 27 grandchildren when she passed, she had 42 great-grandchildren and that was uh nearly 12 years ago but we're already they're up to 48 grandkids, uh, uh, great grandkids, I'm sorry, uh-huh. 48 great grandkids. And uh, now the grandkids are having kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so her family, because she, her goal was just to make a tight family that was very close and everybody knows each uh-huh. other because her story was so bizarre. Yeah. Like, her mom died, I believe, a little after she was born. Uh-huh. So she didn't know her. Oh, and then sad. she was raised by her. Uh, maternal grandparents mm-hmm. and or paternal I don't I don't know if it, shit now I'm messing it up I don't know if it was her dad's parents uh-huh. and then this guy that was her uncle mm-hmm. it, it raised her and then when he died she was 12 years old and when this is weird they used to have oh, the she's viewings like lost everyone I know they used to have the viewings in the house uh-huh. in like in your living room they would have an open casket I feel I've seen that in movies before it's which so I think is creepy. so weird and so they have you're basically that. basically just inviting yeah. a, a ghost in here. Like, then now you're going to be haunted. Granted, I would maybe want to be haunted by someone I lost that I loved, but like. Right. I guess that's like, their creepy way. I maybe don't have a, any idea. I just remember, like, my, I remember hearing this story and thinking, uh-huh. who was in the living room dead? And <laughs> because I was little. And, wh- and why? Well, I don't but, understand. But it was weird. My, my, my grandmom thought that her uncle died, and the day of his viewing, 
they were standing in the living room and um, somebody came up to her and they said, that's your father. What the? So she never knew that was her father her whole life. She referred to him as her uncle. So her goal was just to have a family that was so tight and so close. Uh-huh. And we are all like that. Yeah. Like oddly, we try to, even the cousins, the distant cousins, we try to get together. That's nice. Yeah. Like if I'm in Atlanta or Florida or somewhere, like I go see those cousins down there or, you know what I mean? Anywhere yeah. I am, I try to find someone and connect yeah. at least and now on facebook i think you could do that yeah they see what you're doing that you see what they're doing you know it's kind of a nice yeah a nicety it's yeah i mean awesome. there's a but there, there's like for 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 me there's just so, I, I need to like see some of them but like there i just said there's a few stragglers in the fam that like i never yeah. really knew uh-huh. and then like do you have a lot of brothers and sisters? Or? I only have one sister. Oh. Maybe my dad was like... What lazy um, parents, Yeah, huh? maybe he was just like, ah, I already grew up with a bunch of siblings. I only need two. It didn't work out so well for him. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess you learn from their mistakes. I don't have any kids. That's mm-hmm. how good I learned from my mom. Yeah. And uh, and now you're doing them a favor by not adding too much to the family so no one's stressed. Yeah. And they're stressed about having to see extra... Exactly. Yeah. And one time, yeah, because I come home and there's no baggage. Like, yeah. It's just me. You just show up. Yeah. It's <laughs> you just roll her in. that has to come over. <laughs> we don't have to buy three extra tickets, just one yes. for her. You know, it's like great. Um, but like, uh, oh, I completely lost my thought. What was I going to say? You were, my mom. Uh, uh, something. I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, but oh, kids. kids, I guess, mm-hmm. having kids, because there's so many of them now. Yeah. It's just a, a, a pain in the ass to keep up with. Kinda. Yeah. Now, do you feel like this, uh, and you can figure out what you were going to say if you can think about it, but do you feel like having this um, upbringing is what maybe got you into comedy? Because it's just like, it's kind of a funny situation. Yeah, the comedy um, journey for me is Mm -hmm. a bizarre one as well. It's almost as bizarre as my upbringing. Yeah. Uh, Not that my upbringing was bizarre. It's just, you know, that's a lot of kids. It's a lot, yeah. For a little space. And... um, I mean, we used to have so much fucking fun in there. And, oh, yeah, I bet. Oh, oh yeah, you cuss all you want. <laughs> I don't know. I get I, nervous. I'm I, like, wait. Listen, Disney I cuss so much. I cuss so much on here that my mom will call me after any podcast airs, and she's like, "Ray, I just think you should stop cussing so much. It's not ladylike." <laughs> I'm like, "Shut the, the fuck up." Oh, we were talking about that canopy bed that my mom put uh-huh. in there. And I remember like the door would open and hit the side of the bed. Uh-huh. And I'm like, mom, we have to get rid Like I have to hurdle to get in the bed. I don't understand. And so when I, by the time I came along, my, I would have to sleep with my sisters uh-huh. in the middle room. And then my baby sister was in the crib mm-hmm. and my dad left when she was three. Uh-huh. So that when my dad left, my mom kept Edie in the room with her, uh-huh. my baby sister. And then my sisters didn't want me sleeping with them because I was a bedwetter. So they're like, get get out. We hate her. So my mom said I would walk the hallway and be like, Mom, where do I sleep tonight? <laughs> she was like, it was so sad. She's like, I, every time I think of you doing that, my heart breaks. Oh, your mom pieces. sounds really sweet. She's the sweetest. So what we decided to do, because no one knew if I was really a boy or a girl anyway, <laughs> I had to sleep in the boys' room. Under the triple bunk bed. I'm wondering, is it because of your mannerisms? Because you're very pretty. What do you mean? Oh, like if you're a boy or a girl? No, yeah, because I was just, I was like, uh, like I would play street ball. Okay, yeah. Like if you're playing baseball, you remember how boys would take their shirts off and tuck them in the back of their. Yeah. uh, So did I. Yeah. (laughs) 
No problem. Just yeah. doing that. Spitting, playing third base, you know, pretending I was Mike Schmidt. Yeah. Not, not smart. I'm just saying. And so like, no, again, but well, like a, a very a similar, very similar type of thing. My mom literally still calls me and she's like, Rachel, I, she will see me doing something even as an adult. She's like, why are you barreling around? Like, why yeah. are you so aggressive? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, what that's I? how I am. Yeah. And I, I remember this one time, um, I don't know if you uh, follow sports, but mm-hmm. like, and this was, you're probably too young, but um, Tug McGraw, he was mm-hmm. a pitcher for the um, Phillies. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little girl-ish and um, they would come to the inner city mm-hmm. to, cause they weren't going to go to the projects, which was right next door. Yeah. They're like, we'll stop in this neighborhood. Everybody will be fine. And so <laughs> they would come to our neighborhood mm-hmm. and I was so excited. I was upset that Mike Schmidt wasn't coming, but Tug McGraw was there. So uh-huh. I was like, whatever. And cause Mike Schmidt was like my idol and Tug McGraw, uh, that we were having a catch uh-huh. and he was like throwing the ball with all the kids. And I threw the ball. I gunned it. You know, and he goes, whoa, this little boy's got an arm. And I was like, yes, yes, yes I win. It's working. Did you have short hair? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, you have like long flowing hair. No, now. no, no. My mom used to try to grow my hair long because all she wanted was a little girl. Yeah. You know, and then I was just this Tasmanian devil of a tomboy. Yeah. Like she would comb my hair. It was down to my like the top of my ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would give me headaches in my football helmet. Mm-hmm. So it cut the ponytail. Oh, you my played football. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this gets Added better. Football. All right, so I don't, I don't know if maybe they just wouldn't let us. That wasn't an option in my dad. I don't know if I would have played football. Probably not because oh. I'm too clumsy. But I played the only, again, small town. We don't have a lot of sports. We okay. don't, there's, no, like, there's no soccer team. We we don't, don't, we're in America. There's, yeah, there's so, no, yeah, there's op- no, there's no option. Team. Yeah, but you know, now they have like, they now have, like they have it. polo for kids or whatever. No, my, my town still doesn't have soccer. Oh, it's, wow. It's, that's, okay. it's a 3,000 person town. Oh, boy. We have the capability of having just one sport each season, basically. I wonder why you're clumsy. There's nothing yeah. around you. Yeah. You just fall into it. But I, yeah, I played, uh, I played softball. And maybe that is how oh, I, I was a big softball player. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's how I got, was maybe, because I injured myself a lot doing that because I was barreling. It was everything was like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. But anyways, but the football, no. that's impressive that you played football. Football was my favorite. And, um, when I made my first Holy Communion, yeah. there was a boy that I was supposedly dating. Mm-hmm. You know how when you're kids, yeah. yeah, that's my boyfriend. We're dating, yeah, and um, he was so cute, and I was obsessed with him, and I always just wanted to impress him, yeah. So I thought, well, it's impressive that you can throw a football like a cannon, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it's uh, impressive that I can tackle you. When, yes. When I go so I I made my first Holy Communion, mm-hmm. and when we were walking back, we have to cross this little island. Mm-hmm. It's we call it the island, but it's just little trees. You know, it has a little grass. And yeah. Dog shit on there, and there's a couple trees. Right, makes the city look nice. <laughs> and so <laughs> we would play on there uh-huh. all day. And when I was walking back, they were playing Rumble Fumble. Uh, some people call it Smear the Queer. Mm-hmm. We're not that offensive, Avi. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we played other games like yeah. Chink. And yeah. uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> normal. Uh, but we would play Rumble Fumble, mm-hmm. which is, you know, just if you, you know, tackle them until they lose the ball, then get the ball, and then the next person. Mm-hmm. So we were playing, that, they were playing that, and I was like, oh. And I ran over and played. Like I wasn't in my communion dress. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my mother. And was was furious. he? Now was he into it? I don't think so. And how has this fared for you <laughs> as an adult in dating? It's the same. I'm terrible. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're not supposed to be able to knock a ball out of a park. Wait, what? 
I don't understand. I'm supposed to hit it in the bus barn because I'm a bad base runner. So, yeah, I hit it over the fence. I don't know what you're saying. And they're like, you're an animal. What is wrong with you? So I have actually had to force myself to be. And it's like I'm almost faking it to be daintier because I'm like, I want someone to like me like as as an adult because I I realize like, oh, guys kind of like daintiness. They like to be protective because they like it. They want to normally it would be like, let's say we're walking down the street and like some scary guy like walks towards us. I'd be like, I got it. (laughs) Yes. But now I have to like, I'm like, oh, my God, protect me. (laughs) Just have to like sort of pretend. I mean, I guess it's catching on a little (laughs) bit for me, but like one of my ex fiancés got into an argument in the car Mm -hmm. and I guess he didn't realize how angry I get. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he knew, but I, you know, would try to hold it back. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying this is why he's my ex, but this could be part of it. Uh, <laughs> and then he, one small thing. when he pulled over, he went to yell at the guy. Uh-huh. And I got out of the car because I'm like, oh, this is where, and he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. So I thought, okay, he knows. And so we, this is where we get out of the car and you beat up to the driver and I get the passenger. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, that's not right? Yeah, it's not. You're like, I want to have your back. And, and like, also, I love doing? a good fight. <laughs> get in the car and i was like what well, i thought we were fighting yeah. like this is how, i showed up to the fight isn't that what you this do is how i throw it yeah. down i'm yeah. from south philly if, yeah. if one of my friends gets out of the car i get out of the car yeah if somebody grabs a weapon i find another yeah. weapon like That's how people i don't wait, where did you grow up like in my head i'm like i wonder how girls like how the girl like the girls that actually are dainty and know the rule of like don't get involved and all that like mm. I wonder what, what the upbringing is. I don't know. Like anybody where I grew up from, like in South Philly, knows that if a guy gets into a fight, you don't stand on the side like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you help. Yeah. You get in it. Yeah. You go, yeah. You, you try to break it up. Like, or, you know, you take your heels off, use those as weapons. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. But it's I almost like, never... I don't know if you saw the SNL sketch with, um, there. it was, yeah, uh, it was fairly recently. It was every boxer's, in a movie's girlfriend from Bo- it's Boston, but like, of course the same way. Yeah. yeah and it's it, the character. I got to show you afterwards. It's so funny. It's just like how aggressive this, the girl is. I'm like, it's, and it's so accurate. Yeah. A- every, every, every female character. Did you see the fighter with what's her? Yes. Yeah. She's just one of those VH1 girls. Yeah. MTV girls or just, whatever she called. Them. <laughs> it was hysterical. But just, she's ready to throw down all the sisters on the yeah. mom. They're just so aggressive. And if you have, if you fight one of them, you have to fight the whole yeah. family. That's why people didn't bother us. Cause they're like, well, if I fight Eleanor, I got to fight the whole family. Yeah. And I don't feel like it. Yeah, like I don't have the strength for that. Yeah. I'm not going to fight Eleanor, but Edie's pretty tough. And then Karen's going to get in it. And Kathleen's <laughs> going to get in it. What are we going to do? it's just like i don't i i'm not doing it yeah <laughs> so, wait so so has this uh wait are you dating someone now no right now i'm single yeah Avi. <laughs> putting the vibe out i listen i just met someone i don't know if that's already going well because i am so aggressive <laughs> but i think oh, i'm trying i'm doing the like go. hey good for you yeah you yeah. gotta lay back a little like, yeah oh, okay yeah oh you're mm-hmm. gonna pick that up good yeah, like, <laughs> well pick it up faggot. you know like just refrain from saying we that like i got, do we literally got in a fight the other day <laughs> because he got actually mad about something and i didn't and i was trying so hard to be calm and be like yeah no i just yeah, i get it and finally i was like pull over the car and i got out of the car i was like stop being such a fucking pussy and i was like i walked down the street i was like yeah that that wasn't a good moment of mine <laughs> like, it's not yeah i can't hold back from certain things like I can't not say how I feel yeah and a lot of times like how I feel 
is just going to mess up how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to compliment anybody yeah. or anything. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I try to be dainty. Like I have, if a, this is a funny thing. If people know me, mm-hmm. like really know me and they see me around a guy, mm-hmm. like I, I have had tons of boyfriends mm-hmm. that came out wrong, but you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I know what you meant. But if they see me around a guy that I'm like kind of smitten with, mm-hmm. they'll be like, Oh, she is a girl. Look at her. And then I'm like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately go back to my exterior, whatever I didn't that like is. feeling that emotion. Don't do that. Yeah. To me. That's my alter ego. Shut up. Yeah. I'm just trying to <laughs> get laid. We all have to work at getting laid. Yeah. And, yeah, but like, uh, so when I left Philly, like to do stand up, mm-hmm. I was a waitress at the comedy store mm-hmm. for about twelve years. Mm-hmm. I read that you 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 were an actress first, right? Uh, yes, I read it in your. But bio. I wasn't yeah. doing stand up mm-hmm. at all. Like I had no interest in mm-hmm. stand up. So even working there for twelve years, you were not. You never caught the bug. You never watched Nothing. it, and were like, no. And even one night, one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, he goes by Willie Bingo now, but when I knew him, his name was Russell. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what happened. He Willie changed Bingo. his name. I don't, I don't, so, uh, should we talk to him about the name change? Is it working for him? Oh, or? I break his balls all the time. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen him in a while, but I, we, when he started the name mm-hmm. change, he goes, this is my real name. I'm like, well, then you should have started with that. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I hate when somebody has a name and then they're like, oh, I'm changing it. I'm like, no, bitch, I know you as this. Yeah, it's, so. and it's not, I don't know if it's a good move because I... Yeah, I feel that about my... Well, I wish I could change some things about my name because no one can find me because no one spells it right. And it's just so annoying. Oh, wow. Why is it spelled? Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. I don't know why that's so confusing to people. Because I think most people... Most people, I guess, think it's R-A-C-H-E-L. It's because we live in... And I think that might be the Jewish way to spell I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. could be. Who knows? I don't know. But anyways, go ahead. But anyway, so... Uh, so yeah, uh, so w- working at, oh, Russell or oh. Willie. Um, I can't with these fuckers, <laughs> Bruce, Caitlin, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> that we were, um, he, we, I was waiting tables and mm-hmm. it was Sunday night and we were doing, it was open mic. Cause back in the day, Mondays was open mic. Like mm-hmm. when Mitzi first opened the comedy store mm-hmm. and then Monday night football started and it was screwing up her Monday nights. Yeah. Because Monday nights was the hottest night to be at the comedy store. Yeah. Main room was packed. That was the show. And then you showcase in the original room. So it was like really hot jumping. And uh-huh. then Monday night football kind of started and uh-huh. it ruined everything. So she switched it to Sundays and it never really became the same. And now it's back to Mondays. Yeah. Because Monday night football is early and it doesn't really impede it uh-huh. as much as you think. Yeah. And so, um, she, but when it first came out, Monday night football was hot. Mm-hmm. But now people DVR things. They don't, they go out to watch, the, you know what yeah. I mean? It ends at eight o'clock uh-huh. in LA. So it doesn't really, eight thirty maybe. Yeah, so it, doesn't it doesn't really, really do offend. anything. Yeah. You, if you've come at nine, mm-hmm. you still got a killer show. So anyway, um, now it's back to Mondays, but it was a Sunday night and Russell was, ho- uh, Willie was hosting. God damn it. And so <laughs> he was fault. hosting. Yeah. And uh, he was hosting, and no no comics were around. Mm-hmm. So he goes, ah, your next comic, um, you might know her. Uh-huh. She's waiting on you. And he brought me up. And I go, you wait, 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 shit. literally, like, yeah, this was this was maybe eight years into 
working there. Yeah. And I went on He stage. didn't warn you. No. And I just roasted him. Uh-huh. And then I roasted this other comic. Oh, God. What was his name? And then... Uh, Russell kept sit- or Willie kept sitting on the side going, tell the black joke, you know, the one where he used the N word all the time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like he was trying to embarrass me yeah. and put me on a, like make me something. I'm- so I was like, oh, I don't tell that one only in small, like just coming back with stupid, yeah. sarcastic, mean, whatever. And it was fun, but I was like, I would never do this. Yeah. And I remember getting off stage and going, you people are sick. That yeah, you think that's fun. Yeah, and I. So what went part about of it did business. you not like on the first ter- time? You didn't like, maybe because it was well, a there surprise? was nobody there. Yeah, uh, one. Oh, because it's an open mic. Yeah, no, it was just weird. And yeah. the guy, I can't think of his name, but oh, I could see his face, and he kept trying to feed me lines, and I was like, "Who are you?" And he called himself something so ridiculous, like the ultimate comic or something like that. Uh, I could see why you didn't like comedy as much the first time you got on stage because you were used to being around them and were like, probably like, okay, you guys, like, you saw all the inner workings of how shitty they could probably be to each other. Not only how much they hated each other, watching them kiss Mitzi's ass, Mm -hmm. watching what they had to do to get... uh, stage time, yeah, anything. Begging. My best friend was this guy Freddie Soto, and Freddie, um, unfortunately, passed away in two thousand and five. Oh, sorry. And for years, Freddie would be like, "Dude, you should be doing stand up." And I'm yeah. like, "Freddie, I want you to come see my play this week. Cause yeah. I'm I'm an actress. <laughs> I'm gonna be Meryl Streep." And he's like, "Every time I come see you in a play, you either just got raped." You were gangbanged by the football team. You lost all your children. Like, why are you doing all these sad? What's wrong with you? So you, you're you, so re- you reenacted Sophie's Choice on stage. Yes. Like I was, I couldn't wait to cry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe it's because I didn't do that in my real life. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do, but not like I'm not a cry baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm and just now like, you realize suck it up, move now on. that you do stand up, you just cry off stage about the uh, yeah. Now it's experience completely of being fucked up. <laughs> When I tell you a life change, it was a total life change. Mm-hmm. Like, I quit working at the comedy store mm-hmm. in 2005, April, I believe. And then I got engaged mm-hmm. to my second ex-fiance. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get married. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's, I don't know what my life's going to be. I'm not sure what's mm-hmm. happening. I'm going to put a pin in that in a second because yeah. I want to actually, I want to find out how you've, I, no one's ever proposed to me and I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but keep going. Don't worry. It's just, but I don't even care about getting married that much. I just don't know what vibe I'm putting. Again, the vibe. Okay, the vibe. Yeah, the vibe is good. I don't know how I get engaged. I don't know why people. You ask might be me. better with men than you think you are. I think I am because I don't give a shit. Yeah, and I, um, you know, I don't talk during sport events mm-hmm. because I'm that way too. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes girls will be like, "Why aren't we having a Super Bowl party?" I'm like, "Bitch, I will stab your family." I you do understand? that too. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> You want to have a Super Bowl party? No, I'm saying I'm, I'm doing I'm doing all the same. I don't know why no one. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I would just like I won't let people in now. Now yeah. I watch sporting events by mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Unless I'm at my mom's house, like I'll be home for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll watch. There's too many. My mom has a revolving door still. Yeah. Like I well, was she's there. Used to having a lot of people around. <laughs> On New Year's Eve, we had a party mm-hmm. and there was 30 people in that house. Like it's insanity so funny <laughs> so okay so then you so you quit and so then i quit you go, the comedy store okay. got engaged uh 
my ex my second ex fiance was Andrew Dice Clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering that because in your bio it was like it sounded like he was very encouraging to you about totally encouraging. and I was like, did they friends. date or did they just No no, no we dated. Yeah. I make a lot of mistakes. And so I'm kidding. I don't know that I I've known I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. I don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a good guy. It's yeah. not that part. It's just it's me. Mm-hmm. And I broke it off like it was and then it was a mutual thing. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like it was time. Yeah. And I think what happened was when Freddie passed, cause we got engaged in April, Freddie died in mm-hmm. July. So it was 2005. Like it was very close and it was just like earth shattering to me. Yeah. I could see that when Freddie, it was the worst, craziest thing. And he died July 10th. And then on July 30th, my grandma died. Mm-hmm. My tight that, that like raised. So yeah. my life was like, whoa like spinning not not like oh a little blurry i was like i i'm fucked yeah so i completely shut down Mm -hmm. on andrew and it wasn't his fault you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and then he was just trying to get me out of it so Mm -hmm. by december our engagement was off Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean like it was quick and then wait wait it was april december you said okay yeah yeah so it was pretty fast how long have you been been engaged at that point oh we got engaged in april but we were together for almost five years at that point oh wow yeah and so then we went like back and forth after december Mm -hmm. till like that summer and then it was like meh we both at first i called it off then you know it became we got back together then he called it off then it Mm -hmm. was you know then it became like you know what Mm -hmm. we're good and we just like like we joke about how we just pounded like we just literally fist pumped and we're like all right i'll see ya i feel really (laughs) invested in your guys's relationship so is there no chance you can get back together no no he's great (laughs) married or something he got remarried Uh and it got even weirder our relationship yeah. because he remarried a great girl yeah and um it didn't work out between them uh, they were together like eight years yeah and uh they just recently split up mm-hmm. but i was dating her uncle <laughs> <laughs> how did you even know how, how did you know her uncle was that did she introduce she's you younger she's so, yeah, but did she set you guys up or no he was just at the house i remember we were having a party at andrews yeah and i was always at andrews and so she uh her, she invited her uncle and i was like hey keep that guy away from me that's dangerous you uh-huh. know and she just started she goes no you would never he's nuts and i go yep perfect yeah you're like into that <laughs> hello yeah and uh and then we wound up going out for about three years he's my last we yeah. just broke up well if it makes you feel any better i got i got a, i got a story for you my college ex-boyfriend uh he 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 passed away uh when no it wasn't when i was dating him though but i did take it very hard it was like pretty it wasn't that long afterwards and uh i i was i don't know if it's because i was so attached to that situation but so i don't know why but no i think it's just it was a fluke so Kaljuk's boyfriend passes away i go to the funeral i was always close with his brother in college but then i didn't date his brother don't worry it did cross my mind. Don't worry. It, it did cross creepy. my mind at a certain point. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, That'll maybe happen. that's how RJ will come back. I don't know. Grief, and, grief does that yeah. to you. It'll freak you out. Yeah. And so I, we, we, uh, I, we all reconnected at the funeral or whatever. And then, uh, <laughs> you're going to think I'm so weird. And then, uh, <laughs> not because of that story, but yeah. Oh, it gets weirder. <laughs> um, so then a couple years later, um, 
Ryan, who is RJ's brother, or is RJ's brother, calls me and is like, hey, I want to film a documentary on my friend Robbie, who uh, is paralyzed, and he's going to be the first person to get this surgery that is going to make him walk again through the Christopher Reeve Foundation. You're the only Whoa. person I know in LA. Let's do it. So we put this whole thing together. Da, 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 da. I end up falling in love with the, the, the paralyzed friend when we're filming the thing and dated him for years, I actually thought I was going to marry him. So it was like, I, it was this weird thing where, and they were all friends too. Like he was friends with my ex that had I died. Like I pres- remember this bit. Yeah. yeah. You do it on stage. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. And then, and then the paralyzed guy broke up with me because his mom hated me. Things are awesome. <laughs> did he get the surgery? No. He did. And he's, he's great. And we're still really good friends. Does it, did it work? He, he, uh, what does he have? He, he was hit by a car. Um, okay, so it's a spinal injury. Yeah, he yeah he was hit by a car. Um, uh, his story's crazy too. He was a, he had just literally won the College World Series playing baseball. This poor guy, and like a car just a hit and run drunk driver or something hit him and drove off. Like it was like a couple months later. It was like he was just mm-hmm. standing at the end of his driveway, and uh, yeah. So uh, he yes he got the surgery and basically he did stand up for the first time. Uh, he hadn't stood in years. He'd been paralyzed for that long. He's still in a wheelchair. He's still paralyzed, but the surgery really did help him a lot. And I'm actually supposed to talk with him soon. We keep missing each other's calls. I want to see how, if he's doing much better. Yeah. Cause we've, we've, we've been broken up for like six years and he's got a new girlfriend and we're just friends now. Yeah. But I, I think he's still like, it, it definitely helped him to be more active and everything. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, like good. he can do it. And then, well, everything with paralyzed, it's like your, your bladder function, everything's all messed up. It yeah. healed a lot of that stuff. And so it's, That's why I'm but he's curious, not, he's like, not just mirac- miraculously walking. Right. Like, uh, they'd sort of thought maybe, but he was a miracle. I mean, it was all over the news. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. That's wow. That's yeah. He awesome. literally hadn't stood in five years and then all of a sudden they, they do the surgery and he recovers from the surgery. That'd be great if they could come yeah. up with something that, like, hopefully. Jesus. Yeah. Anyways. So you, yeah. So you can feel better about dating your ex's no, but, new wife's <laughs> uncle. Well, the moral of that story with me and Andrew is that we're looking for a new family mm-hmm. to uh, ruin. Yeah. <laughs> so we both, so we both split up with both. Of them. Like at the same time? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, a little. I was before them. I was a little bit before them. So, but that's me. I'm I'm a so short termer now. So all the, of a sudden. the you so you ended up being engaged to the uncle. I didn't. Um, no, he was just your most recent we boyfriend were right now. We going to get married in Vegas one time. Like, it, it yeah. didn't happen, but we. But uh, you just broke up with him not that long ago. It's been it's been two years now. Yeah, okay. But they, those two just broke up. Got like, it. they're they're a little fresher <laughs> off the market. Yeah. Uh, but we always joke about, all right, we need a new family because <laughs> yeah. we kind of enjoy yeah, yeah. being able up? to do things together. Like, if you have a family function, like, yeah. I always see. See, Andrew I has think you guys kids. could just get back together. No, Andrew has two kids <laughs> that uh, I adore. And when we were dating, they were seven and 11. Yeah. That's my favorite restaurant. And no, I'm kidding. But that's, they were that age. <laughs> So uh, I, I'm very close with them. Yeah. And f- really, we were together for five years. So that's prime years for them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In, in growing up. And like, so to this day, we're those 
two and I are very close. Like we all call each other, talk to each other. You know, if they have problems, they call me. I call them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, a, like a mom. But I don't. I never say I'm a mom because I'm not their mom. Yeah. I'm just their friend or yeah. whatever. I, like, I wouldn't even call myself a stepmom. Mm-hmm. I don't like that word. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? Yeah. And well, it's funny because wait, but you didn't marry. Wait, you could never. You never got married. You never, no, we never yeah. got married. But the kids will say she's like our stepmom. And uh, I'm like, I don't because I don't. You don't want them to get confused and all. I that. just don't like that. The mother's yeah. the mother, and that's it. Like yeah. I don't. I don't understand that unless the mom like passed away or something horrible. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like their mom was still around. Their yeah. Mom, they're close with her totally, too. Yeah. You know? So I don't like to feel like I'm taking from, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what I didn't do anything. I mean, I'm just there for them. We hang out. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm more like a buddy. Yeah. If you will. <laughs> I think I sidetracked you on what you were saying about Andrew. Oh, keep going. Oh, no worries. Uh, Well, Andrew, okay, so then we broke it up, broke it off, and I'm really good when I break up with people, Mm -hmm. or like like I said, Andrew and I, it was mutual at Mm -hmm. that point, so um, I'm like, I'll help you, I'll hook you up, you know? I was trying to set him up on dates and stuff. Like I'm, I'm like so good. Like, yeah, you should have somebody because yeah. I'm good at being alone. Yeah. Actually, a little too good. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I liked cats, it would be even scarier. That's, but I'm that's not good. a cat yeah, person. Uh, I don't. I. I can't be responsible for anything. I don't even have a goldfish. Like I have nothing. Uh, I don't either. No live plants. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. No dog. People are like, "Wait a minute, get a dog." It's so comforting. I'm like, and I'm then, not wiping its ass. Yeah, I'm not doing. And that. then also, get like, when I can have to leave it when I go do stuff. So, like, I, then I'm gonna yeah. feel bad. It's I have a, gigs, I and now I, you know, yeah, I'm not traveling with this fucking thing. Yeah, in my purse. I'm not bringing I'm it not inside of a asshole. restaurant. I'm not yeah, doing I'm it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm a waitress. I, I don't need an emotional support. Do I don't. I yes, of course, they probably need emotional support, but I'm not really willing to address yeah. that about I myself. Can't do it. I just, I know I need emotional support mm-hmm. and a dog's not going to help me. Yeah. <laughs> a dog's going to bite me because it's going to get annoyed with me. Yeah. But anyway, so, so the thing is, is like when we fully split up, like I started like, I was like, I'm going to do a one woman show. Mm-hmm. Freddie always used to break my balls. At least do a one woman show. Yeah. You know, and all the comics that I'm friends with at the comedy store, uh, like my closest friends are like Dom Irera, mm-hmm. uh, Dice Clay. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they were the people that were there every night. Like yeah, Rogan, all those guys. They were just there every night, and so they were all I knew. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of them would say, "You should be doing stand up stuff yeah. like that." So I was like, "Whatever, I'm not listening to you people." So when I started doing the one person show. I called Mitzi, the owner of the comedy store, because I was her assistant. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, they're going to, Adam, this guy runs a show, Adam Barnhart, on Mm -hmm. Sunday nights. I said, he said I could work out my one-woman show. And I just want to check with you if that's okay. I don't want to cross a boundary. I'll go Mm -hmm. somewhere else if I'm doing that wrong. And she was like, no, honey, that sounds great. And I was like, really? Because she loved one-person shows, and that's what she wanted the belly room for. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? She wanted you to develop. Whoopi Goldberg developed her one-woman show true, up there. Is it true, though, that it was meant for, because I, I read the book, We're Dying Up Here. Or I'm, I'm dying, dying up, up here. I'm dying up here. Yeah. Was it true that it was started just as, it was supposed to just be for women to be up there? No. No, it's not. No. Okay. They, there's a lot of facts missing in that book. Yeah. A, two. Um, that room was just a, a, an extra room, uh-huh. and they did shows up there, but what happened was, there was such an overflow from the original room. Yeah. And the girls that Mitzi wanted to develop weren't strong enough. They were getting buried by the guys downstairs. So she put them in the belly room 
to develop. Uh-huh. It wasn't specifically it for wasn't just women. She hated it was women. just women. Now, yeah. no, everybody says that she didn't hate women. Yeah. She loved women. Yeah. She did more for female comics. Yeah, she that's took great. chances on women that nobody would ever in their right that's mind. That's really cool to hear. And so uh, she did a show, Girls of the Comedy Store, on the Playboy Channel. I know that sounds gross, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. They oh, weren't provocative. Yeah. It was they had a real channel and they yeah. wanted comedy, and there was a lot of great female comics on there. And um, so the girls, what happened was she had them upstairs doing like the overflow from the original room. Mm -hmm. And then when she would come up to say, okay, there's seats downstairs, people would say, no, no, these girls are great. We're going to stay up here. Oh, cool. So they, Mitzi was like, oh, and then the guys started coming up and going, hey, we want to be on that show. And Mitzi was like, no, get downstairs. (laughs) Like that's, they did that. Yeah, they did that. So then, and of course, gosh, it's so cool to hear a real life story from because I've always wondered because I read the book and like I don't know ah, some dude wrote it that doesn't know her that well and painted her terribly and it's like they make her out to be this evil monster. Yeah, like she never did anything for comics at all and she was just an evil person. She's a booker. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, she's a booker. You think about anybody that books any comedy club anywhere Mm -hmm. when you don't get booked, what do you do? You don't like that person. Yep. You paint him as a dick. Mm-hmm. That person's responsible for this person killing themselves. Absolutely not. If somebody yeah. kills themselves, they killed themselves. Yeah. It's in the title. Oh, he yeah. killed himself. Oh, yeah. He, nobody made him do it yeah. or her do it. They did it to themselves. Yeah. My best friend who died in 2005 had an accidental overdose. Uh-huh. He was partying. He knew he was going too far. Yeah. He, did it. he was going through a tough time. Yeah. It is none of the other people's fault he's yeah. responsible oh, for totally. himself and that's my best friend i'd say that about yeah you know what i mean like he is responsible he mm-hmm. knew what he was doing mm-hmm. it was an accidental overdose mm-hmm. in that yeah maybe he didn't want to kill himself but he did want to get high enough to not feel anything well i think most overdoses are typically usually accidental yeah but yeah oh his his uh thing that took him he was already health-wise not good yeah you know what i'm saying and so then he fell off the wagon for the third time so he's drinking doing a little coke these particular two nights before he passed he wasn't doing coke because it wasn't in his system it's 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 a it's a three days you can look it up i i know yeah i've drug tested a boyfriend before i know i I know the facts (laughs) but uh, but i'm saying like (laughs) if you look up his autopsy that doesn't come up yeah, because it, take, it takes yeah. it takes cocaine. I think it goes out of your system in two or three days. Yeah. So he and, and his phone, we went through it. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get that dealer yeah. on the phone. So, I mean, there was like people at the comedy store that were blaming the drug dealer. And I'm yeah. like, who blames the drug dealer? Yeah. I want to make it clear to my listeners, by the way, I don't do cocaine. This is not why I know that. It's because if you guys know. Well, I shouldn't out someone, but I'm sure you could guess who I drug tested. From. <laughs> I literally I love woke, that you drug tested. Somebody. Yeah, I woke like, him up in the because he was lying to me. I woke him up one morning. I, w- I woke up earlier than him and I went to Rite Aid and uh, and I knew he had a drug problem because so I don't want to say some of this. I'll tell you later. I knew no. he had a drug problem and uh, and or not a drug problem. I knew he was doing drugs and he was just straight up lying to me because yeah. I, I, I'm not I've never really d- done but I, but I'm not an idiot. Like I can see, I can, sure. see, I can see behaviors. And so finally I was like, I refuse to be lied to. And so I woke up like way earlier than him and I went to Rite Aid. I bought a drug test. I read it into it and then I tapped him on the shoulder and woke him up when it came back. And I was like, Hey, when you pee in the morning, pee in this cup. And then he could not, he couldn't get out of it at that point. I like forced him to, cause how was he going to lie his way out of that? 
And so, yes, three, I can't believe he did it. Well, he did try to lie his way out of it, but it's like it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, because my my first ex-fiance, he had a problem and it developed mm-hmm. like while we were together. I he, the, he used recreationally mm-hmm. and this was an odd thing. He had a client that uh, needed a place to stay. Yeah. And when the client came over, he had like a, a briefcase and I was like, oh boy. He's on the run with a briefcase, whatever. So I was like, this is weird. So I left because I thought, let me give them privacy. You know, I'm not going to, it's his client. I don't want to. So I went home. We weren't living together at this point. Um, I think we were engaged. No, I moved him right after we got engaged. So, uh, so what happened was they, the guy had pure cut cocaine on him and my ex was like, oh, yeah, I, I party once in a while. And he did recreationally mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. And at this point, he was 34 years old or 35. Yeah. So he tried it and he got so hooked on the pure cut. Oh, Jesus. That I guess the chemicals that they add to uh-huh. the whatever's washed down that people do here and there didn't really juice him up. Uh-huh. But that took it, took his life nearly. Like wow. he is he sober now? Hopefully, yes. Okay, thank good. God. And uh, is married with a baby and just doing well, but doesn't live here anymore. Yeah, and is out of the business that he was in, and it was just crazy because it was like seeing a different person. Yeah, and he I couldn't get you can't get that all the time, so yeah. he couldn't get high enough, and so he would chase it in mm-hmm. any way he can. I took him to. Betty Ford, I took him to, I took him to Promises, he left. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the night while I was home in Philly, I was like, shit. Yeah. So uh, then I took him to Betty Ford, and at the end of Betty Ford, he started like, he had other people living with him, because I I guess we were, it it fell so fast that I, we got engaged, I moved in with him, Uh and then moved out right away i think i lived with him for like a month or two uh-huh. maybe two months because like you you got him to take a drug test uh-huh. i'm like i know he's doing stuff so i found this little vial of cocaine in his pants when i was doing his laundry uh-huh. and i was like oh what is this like a moron <laughs> i've never done drugs yeah i know what drugs are and mm-hmm. i get it i i've seen yeah weird shit but I guess I never... See, I had never done drugs either, but I could just tell his... Be- it was like, there had to be an explanation for what his behavior was. It of was course. like, I was like, I don't, I don't understand. But you, you went and got a drug test. <laughs> so I insane. did the dumbest thing. <laughs> I opened it, went like that, put it on my finger and touched my tongue. I was like, what the fuck? My tongue went numb uh-huh. immediately. And I was like, what the hell is this stuff? Like... How dumb am I? Well, I, I will say, actually, I did something somewhat similar because I was curious. So I, sorry, mom, just deal with it. I have barely tried it like once mm-hmm. because I, I, so the second thing I did when I was, it was after I drug tested him. I can't remember. I then was at like a party and he was like, I don't know if he was in a freaking closet or a bathroom with a bunch of people. <laughs> and I like, I was like, that's not people don't do that. A bunch of dudes don't go in the bathroom together. Like people don't do oh, that. Oh yeah, they do if they're and doing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in my brain I'm like I know something's up here and so I banged on the door and I was like I was like and I I like I 
basically kind of caught them and i was like i want to i was like what is this shit and i like i did the same thing i, t- I tested it, I tested it. it's called a freeze yeah i, I knew what it's called then, i knew everything and then just, what freaked me out is i was like that's why sometimes i would kiss him in the middle of the day and his taste lips it. and i was yeah. like why does his lip why do his lips taste numb and he'd be like oh, it's just some chapstick i'm using i'm like it tastes weird it tastes like yeah. metal or something mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so trust weird. me i know too much about in- it. it investigative tactics off. yeah but yeah, I got rid of that one because I mean, we had to, I had no choice, but yeah. when he, after Betty Ford, he learned how to get higher in mm-hmm. there. And it was like, dude, you don't, I, I called one friend that I knew that knows everything about drugs. And mm-hmm. this was a particular comic that Mitzi got sober a, a long time ago. Yeah. Like she paid for his That's so nice uh, of her. recovery. She yeah. did it a lot. She tried to open something where yeah. it would help comics get recovery and never got, she never got the funding that she needed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she always wanted to help. Of course she did party too with comics. She yeah. just didn't have the crazy, she didn't uh, have an addictive personality addict- movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she would party with prior. Cause it was just with- the times that yeah. she, she was probably just, yeah. And so it was like, she's like, yeah, I would do this and that, but never like, it just didn't impede her life the yeah. way it would a lot of others. Yeah. And this particular guy was one of them and his name's Argus Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. And his story's in the book. Argus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, but I think <clears throat> he's probably would be open to talk about it. Cause oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's one of the best. Yeah, and if anybody ever needs help, he talks help, about it on stage. I think. Yes. Yeah. If anybody ever needs help, he's like a great guy to run to. So yeah. I called him because I was like, and he goes, hold on a second. Tell me what's in the room. And I told him everything. And he was like, you're going to have to get out of there, honey. <laughs> and he was like, you just, you can't give it, like, he's too far gone. Yeah. And he has to hit us bottom. Yeah. And I didn't understand that because that was my fiance, you know. Yeah. And I was like, and and that one really broke my heart because I was so in love with it. Like, yeah. when Andrew and I split up, it was like, hey, okay, buddy, cool. Yeah. We, we ran the time out. But with him, I was devastated yeah like it took a long time mm-hmm. for me to get back up and uh but him argus telling me to go he meant like i can't fix him yeah it's like because you're, you're he's trying to tell you not to be codependent it's or not code, or yeah. it's like the, or, or, uh a, i had to go the, to the a al-anon thing Al-Anon yeah yeah because you can't stuff. do anything about it yeah because it was hard for me not to assist help and i had mm-hmm. already been doing that for a year and not realized it because mm-hmm. i didn't know that all like it got so far Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that had happened when he was with his client you know so we went a whole nother year yeah with me basically hiding what he was doing because he he was a comedy agent Mm -hmm. so his I knew all his clients yeah his clients were at the comedy store every night and you know well there's also probably part of it where you didn't want him to die you're probably worried about him so you're just sticking around because you're like protective of him yeah and i was like they're like yeah he's not calling me back i'm like oh he's uh you know and i'm making excuses and i'm Uh, enabling and i'm you know there's a million things i was doing Uh for about a good year maybe a little more but then whatever that yeah. Went away. <laughs> so then, well, I'm sorry. But then, I keep no, we're back to the you. comedy. So yeah. Then, so then you do your one woman show in the belly room. I'm I sorry. I hope I'm not keeping you too long. I just find you very interesting. No we'll worries, do like, good. we'll do like, what time is it? I'm good. We'll do like 15 more minutes or something. I don't want to keep you too long. <laughs> no, it's as my friend is, uh, 
an old boy, another old boyfriend texting. See, I'm good. Ooh, I keep see, him yeah, around. You're doing I fine. I keep yeah. him like close. Like uh, it's like you're just toying yeah. with him at this point. <laughs> no, he's married with a kid. Yeah. I love. If we were just, yeah. he was a, a door guy at the comedy store. Yeah. And after, okay, maybe it, this is why all of them haven't worked out because they're all associated with comedy. And I'm true. I'm thinking comics right. are the worst people to date. Well, comics. I wa- yeah, yeah, I really wanted to maybe date a comic at a certain point. Because I was like, oh, well, maybe not wanted. I only liked one ever. Well, I was like, well, maybe with the same lifestyle. And then I was like, no, comics cannot date each other. Probably. Look at Segura and uh, Pazinski, Christina Pazinski okay. and Tom Segura. They're great. They're having their second child. Oh, right. well, I, I think it's rare. It is rare. There's Moshe Rich Kasher Boss and, and Bonnie and, McFarlane. Uh, yeah, it's it's rare. It's rare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's rare. It, it can go either way. It can be it can be beneficial or it can be, especially if you're a person that could, like is way, if it could bring you down necessarily to like date someone with yeah. an addiction, it's like maybe not a good idea. Like I can't, I can't date someone with an addiction just because I have before and it's just too sad and too hard. Right. And, and dating like, me is like dating someone with an addiction because yeah. I have to be on stage. Yeah. I have to go out. Mm-hmm. I have to go. Uh, we're not having Netflix and chill. Night, yeah, exactly. You know? We'll do that in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't have to do yeah. a podcast. You know what I mean? I'm so sorry. The podcast cut off early. My, uh, my, my card on my recording equipment got full, but I'm going to have her back on to keep telling these like cool stories. And, uh, you know, go see Eleanor live. She's incredible. She will be at uh, February 23rd, 24th and 25th. She's touring. She's at the Canyon in Agora Hills with Andrew Dice Clay, the Rose in Pasadena and the Canyon again, another Canyon, I know in Santa Clarita, February 23rd, 24th, 25th and follow her on social media. It's at EJ Kerrigan. That's EJ K-E-R-R-I-G-A-N and uh, listen to our podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. All right. Bye.